welcome back to All the Way Up with Jesse Mogul. Hello, 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 everybody. Great to have you here. I am sitting in a boiling, boiling room in Los Angeles, California. The temperature does not abate at all. And today's topic is going to be about toward and away. I am slightly obsessed with the idea of toward and away, and I'll give you an idea of what I speak about. It's when you look at your life, are you moving toward something that's positive, or are you trying to move away from something that's negative. The vibrations and the energies that you're going to give off as you do one of those two movements are completely different. A really good example that I heard from someone, it's a little morbid, but go run with me on this one, okay? Uh, Two people, both at the beginning of the start of a marathon, you know, guns getting ready to go off, everyone's going to start running. These two people standing side by side. One has trained for six months and cannot wait to do this marathon because they have pushed themselves to their physical limit to be prepared for this marathon on this particular day. Person standing next to them had their entire family kidnapped, even their dog and cat, and were told that if they did not finish this marathon, everyone would be expedited off this planet. Either way, these two people are going to run this marathon, and they're both going to finish the marathon. But when they each cross the finish line, their feelings are going to be completely different. One was moving toward a sense of accomplishment, while the other one was moving away from the fear of losing their entire family. Now, very drastic analogy there, but still perfectly illustrates my point. Look in your life and ask yourself, where are you trying to move toward a positive versus away from a negative? When I got sober and decided to turn up the intensity on my workouts and my fitness and nutrition, it wasn't to move away from being the drunk, fat, you know, negative viewpoints of myself, Jesse, that I had been. It was to move toward having a strength and a tenacity and a determination to set down a goal and accomplish it. My entire life, I've wanted to be much stronger and a better physical specimen of a man than I had been. And each time I would get a little bit closer to that goal, alcohol would take that away from me. I'm not coming from a cause and effect here. I know I literally drank the alcohol that allowed that to happen. I'm not blaming the alcohol, but the alcohol was my tool. So whenever I decided to get sober, which took me years and years and years to get to that point. And that's something that I'm more than happy to get on a microphone and tell anybody about. I didn't just wake up on January 12th and say, tomorrow I'm done drinking. I had done a lot of strategizing for my sobriety. It just happened to happen on January 13th. Even that wasn't necessarily me moving away from a negative as much as it was, I looked at my life and said, what, what has always held me back? What is keeping me from reaching my true potentiality? And it was because of that word, my true potentiality, my true potential, that I actually jumped on these optimizes today as being the... uh, the way that I was going to bring this entire subject up. Now, I think I this is like my third take on this. I'm not sure how much I've talked about the Optimize Plus One before, but it's a really amazing app. This guy says some really awesome stuff, and he gets my mind thinking on a daily basis. And he's got he he must be reading Aristotle's book about ethics because he's 
went off on like a five episode tangent, very eloquently discussing this uh, Aristotle's book. And he says that Aristotle, if you're in a, if true happiness in the art, art, artistilian way, like Aristotle, but artistilian, I guess in the Aristotle way of thinking would be Aristotelian, Aristotelian. I don't know. I'm going to sit here and spend 20 more minutes trying to figure that out, and I'm going to bore you to death. Let's get to the point. True happiness in the in the way Aristotle sees it is actualization of our potential. And I spent a lot of my time in my 20s and 30s drinking away my potential. And I used to ask people uh, when I would get into these conversations with them, at what point in your life do you go from being somebody who has great potential to being the person who wasted great potential? And it was a really big fear of mine. And it's something that I was moving away from. I openly know it. And there's still to this day times where I catch myself moving away from wasted potential rather than moving toward the actualization of my true potentialities. And so when, you know, this is sort of an offshoot from my um, Maintaining Momentum Monday, even though this is a Tuesday, it's coming out. For those of you who are going to listen to it some days down the road, I could have literally told you it came out on a Monday and you wouldn't have known. But that's not congruent with my ethics or virtues. Or I'm a little torn. I, I've got a lot going on in my head about virtues and ethics and morals and, and values because of this opt plus one, you know, uh, 464 to 468, he goes into this really good explanation of this stuff. Uh, but at the same time, it really starts getting you questioning in your head, you know, where am I living a virtuous life and where am I holding myself accountable and what am I moving toward versus what am I moving away? Um, he says, Uda, Udamonia is to call a man Udamon is to ask how he lives and what he does. And Udamonia is what he discuss what he discusses as um, I wrote something really cool out about that. Where did I put that? Give me a second. I will come up with it. In Wikipedia, Udamonia sometimes angelicized as a different versions of spell spelling is commonly translated as happiness or welfare. However, human flourishing or prosperity has been proposed as a more accurate translation. So if you live a life of eudaimonia, you uh, live a life of human flourishing and prosperity. And then you have to ask yourself, well, how are you reaching that? How are you reaching flourishing and prosperity? You know, if true happiness is the actualization of your potentialities. And, and keeping in mind, according to this opt one, you cannot replace happiness with success or fulfillment. Happiness must come from within where you are actualizing what you truly want in your life. We've all known people who've reached great successes and, and had fulfilling careers and relationships and self and still not felt like they were all put together. And it's because they're, they're looking, at least in my opinion, they're looking at the wrong, they're looking in the wrong places for their fulfillment and success. It has to come from inside. When you're stripped down naked and you're, you're in the woods alone, you know, what do you see within yourself? What can you call upon as your strength, as your virtuous manhood, womanhood that allows you to truly be that person that you know you are inside? You know, when you take away the fancy clothes and the fancy watches and the education and all of that, like, what are you at, at your core? When I watch The Walking Dead, I often say, like, who you were before the zombie apocalypse should be who you were after unless you just lack congruency in your entire being. 
you know, uh, the dude who swings around Mars, uh, the, I can't remember any of the names right now. It's only cause I'm on a microphone, uh, dude who swings around the baseball bat with barbed wire around it, right? Lucille is his baseball bat. He was a car salesman in, in before the zombie apocalypse. Um, Negan. Yeah. We all Negan. Yeah. I mean, the guy was probably a scumbag then. And the fact that he swings around a baseball bat and crushes in Glenn's skull, shouldn't be a surprise to people. You know, Rick was the police officer who was wanting to live a virtuous life and, you know, was doing his best. And still now he does his best. And these characters very much play the, you know, they're on their own hero's journey in their own way, um, living out the versions of themselves they were before. And so you ask, I ask myself, you know, who would I be when the chips are down? And can I make sure that I'm gathering enough resources to consistently be the same person in my core when people say uh, you know i've heard people say i've even said in the past people don't change well i think that people who say people don't change are projecting that they are a person who cannot change and there's there is that belief that whatever is that lying at your core is who you are and will always be who you are and even if you you know, get a better body or get a better job or treat people better, you still have whatever those pros or cons were as your basic structure. I think everything can be changed if you get your mind right. And that's really, it took me nine minutes to get here. So let's get to that point. If you can get your mind right, you can get everything right. You can get every single aspect in your in your life right. If you can get your mind right, if you can get it, it, it back up and balanced where you realize that you are in control of your reality, where you make the decisions and the choices each and every day. And you can't say, well, you know, well, I'd like to be in shape, but it's my job or I would be a lot happier, but it's this relationship or I would, you know, be a lot more confident, but this happened in my childhood. That Those are excuses that we're using. I'm not going to discount anybody's heartache and, and bad childhoods and emotional tragedies that have happened in your life. But at some point you have to ask yourself, you know, is your past going to continue to dictate your future? You know, you have the choice today to say, okay, I will choose to have that make me stronger or you choose to have it make you weaker. And now we're circling back to toward versus away. If something happened in your life, now you're trying to move away from that tragedy because you never want it to happen again. The vibration you're putting out is one of fear. The, the energy you're putting out is being afraid of going back to that world, going back to that moment, going back to that, that childhood. A lot of us hold on to these very deep wounds from our childhood. I know I have. I know I work through them regularly to make sure that they aren't still in control of Jesse because that happened then. You know, get up on my my pedestal and look down at my life and say, okay, what was something positive I could take from that situation? Oh, okay. Well, you know, that, you know, like I got spanked when I was a child for grades and I was not very thrilled about that as most people would not be. And, you know, I can look back and think, well, my stepdad was abusive and he never listened to me and he hurt me and he made me cry. He would tell me, you know, uh, he would basically want me to cry. And then as soon as I started crying, say, you want something to cry about, which is a very whack way of going about teaching a kid that he should study more often. I did end up getting great grades throughout my childhood uh, because of that. But did I get great grades because I was afraid? of getting the belt or because I was moving toward making my parents happy and making myself happy by getting good grades and, and feeling a sense of accomplishment. 
And I remember at a young age, moving away, I was moving away from the belt. As I got older, I started getting, I started moving toward that sense of accomplishment, especially in middle school when one of my English teachers would post the grades up um, after every test. It became this awesome competition with me and the other nerds to have the closest to 100% as possible. And so look at yourself in, within your life and, and ask, where are you moving toward versus away? And no matter how bad an incident was in your life, I, I know people who are in wheelchairs who are doing great, great things, who could be sitting at home and moping about their situation, um, but instead they've turned it into this entire warrior mindset, and they move and shake the world around them through their vibrations and through their energy that they put out. And so that's something that when I see other people who I think maybe or may not have had a better or worse life than me, uh, one thing to always keep in mind is that no matter how better or worse you think somebody else's life is, that does not negate the challenges and the life that you have led. I remember having this conversation with a therapist when I first moved to L.A. I was like, yeah, I was spanked and I, my parents divorced and alcohol and drugs and everything. I was like, but it wasn't as bad as somebody who was molested or raped or, or really beaten you know, by a, a, an intoxicated parent. She's like, that's true, but it doesn't negate what you went through. We all have our own stories. We all have our own highways. We're all in our own lane. And how you're dealing with yours is critical. Because if you sit here and think, well, what happened to me isn't that big of a deal. Why am I being a little baby about it? Then you're looking at it all wrong. And you got to look at like, well, what happened to me is what happened to me. And how can I take that history and those lessons and those teachings and go and, and move forward in, into a positive realm. And that's something I focus on regularly is, you know, am I moving toward a positive versus away? When I, when I just got, just got done doing my room workout, my Tuesday, Thursday um, habit is to do a room workout because I don't need to go to the gym. And when I'm doing these things, I'm not trying to move away from being fat or being away, or moving away from being unattractive. I'm moving toward that sense of accomplishment that I know that, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I do my room workouts and Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I do my Equinox workouts, those five days I'm moving toward a bigger, better version of Jesse, something that I want to achieve. And because of all of that, at no point, like vanity is not fuel. Anyone who thinks that it is, is, is not. Vanity does not wake you up at 5.15 in the morning to, to, or 4.20 in the morning like one of my friends does and to go to the gym and do cardio. Vanity does not do that. Vanity is not that kind of fuel. All right, vanity that what that fuels is is is, is um, shortcuts to that. You know the guys who go out and get pec implants or calf implants and you know the the butt implants and you know think about all the plastic surgery and the reality stars. You know that's what vanity vanity fuels that. Vanity fuels shortcuts. Vanity does not fuel long term motivation, determination, and perseverance. All right, that's my belief. You guys can argue it that's fine. I will never believe that you're correct. <laughs> vanity and any of those negative emotions, vanity and fear and anger, those things are anger. They, they can fuel things, 
but they will not fuel that positivity that you're searching for. Anger fuels disconnection. Anger fuels how people, how Democrats and Republicans feel right now. Anger fuels our politics. Anger fuels what's going on in society with, you know, one person thinks guns should be everywhere. Other people think there should be none. That's what anger fuels. Anger fuels a disconnect between people. But if you look for a commonality, if you look for a positivity in this situation, then it's going to to connect. And therein lies the moral of this entire podcast is how are you connecting with yourself? I connect with myself by moving toward positive and, and, and no longer allowing the moving away from negative to control my everyday life. I catch myself. Like I am not... 100% on this stuff. I coach people and will literally make a mistake in that phone call by by using a negation uh, or by using soft talk uh, or by using conflict language when I could be using solid talk and architect language and, you know, making sure that what I'm saying is coming out positively. I literally did this in front of a bunch of real estate um, people whenever I was up there um, coaching with Patrick and I a few weeks back. I was like, you know, don't use ne- don't use negatives in your sentence. And in that process of saying that, there was like two or three that Patrick pointed out, and it was really awesome. And be like, see, even those of us who are aware of what we're aware of are still doing it. Tony Robbins has problems, guys. I'll be the first to tell you, I have never talked to the guy, but there is 0% chance that guy's got it all figured out. Because every time, once you figure out one problem, other problems just show up in its space. It's sort of like scooping water out of a, a creek that's being flooded by a river. Yes, you've scooped out some of the water and thrown it over to the shore, but there's, turn back around, there's more water. And that's how problems and that's how life is. As soon as you scoop out some of it, there's more there. And so, you know, where are you moving toward? Where are you moving away? If you're, if you're moving, if you're trying to scoop out that water in that creek because you're afraid it's going to flood your house versus you're trying to move toward um, providing safety for your family, those are two different energies. And fear is going to run you ragged and leave you a shell of a person with no energy left for anything, whereas positivity and determination are going to keep you energized even whenever the chips are down. And so that's going to be it. We're going to wrap that up on Maintaining Momentum Mondays is look at your own life and ask, where am I moving toward versus where am I moving away? And start to flip that vibration and that energy. I always like to give you actionable steps at the end of these podcasts, and that's the one. I've got a whole thing I'm going to be doing about this um, over the course of the next month because uh, it's all with this overall arching idea of toward versus away. And some of it might get redundant. Some of it might not. I'm going to hash out this entire thing because as I build my program of the unbreakable unconscious, um, a lot of that is, you know, when the chips are down, do you start to move away from a negative or can you flip that and start moving toward a positive? And um, we can tell by our news that, you know, that fear mongering and and frightened and scared and angry is what fuels it. If it you know what's it, if it bleeds it leads is is a very popular term in the journalism world, and you know the happy story is the one they show at the end of the puppy and and, and the family being reunited. It gets 15 seconds. Meanwhile, 17 shootings and a bunch of police chases on the highway get to be the first 29 minutes and 45 seconds. So. Don't let your own life be run by the negative and have it become 
moving toward the positive. It is something to work on and think about every single day when you're making decisions. Because I can assure you, when you, when we, we start d- diving deeper into vibrations and energy, this is going to be very important that of setting down a foundation of a positive vibration of a positive energy forward. So there you go. Your actionable step today is to start looking within yourself, relationships, and career and ask yourself, are the decisions you're making moving away from a negative? Are they moving toward a positive? And be very honest with yourself. And uh, yeah, go over to the Facebook page, allthewayup.life. You can find me on Instagram, allthewayup.life. Everything's allthewayuplife. I don't know if I've changed Twitter yet, but I'm going to. And uh, I don't even like using that. Wackadoodles are on there. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. All the way up with Jesse Mogul. 